I'm going to start doing question. more things. You've inspired me. You get good. I was getting a little bit. I was getting a little bit, you know, lackadaisical with it. You know why? Because again, I see people get silenced on social media. Meaning they just get clipped. By the way, I don't make my money on social media, thankfully. So yeah. I get to say whatever the fuck I want to say. Right. Because I don't care if you stop buying my product because I don't have one for you to purchase that's relying on social media. Right. So at the end of the day. I'm less afraid of saying what I believe or promoting someone like you. That's not saying what everything, you know, that's popular. Why? Because here's what I firmly believe. Even if it's not popular, you keep, you keep saying what you believe. And pretty soon you're going to look around and see yourself surrounded by, by the people that do, you know, right. support. It. And that's where you're supposed to be. So, so you, so you be true to yourself and you freaking stand up for yourself and you say what you believe and that's the best you can be. Now, when it comes to, am I, cause people always ask, you know, assume that I'm like conservative. Like, wouldn't you assume that I'm totally conservative? No, actually maybe if I didn't go underneath the surface because I've, I researched you and I said, and I heard your position and you're not either. I'm actually registered independent. Right. But I think because I couldn't sign on the dotted line to either one, I think you're similar in that sense, but I think by yeah, definition, I'm yeah, I'm a common sense person. Right. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a, right. I'm a, Hey, common sense guy. Like, I don't know if it's right or if it's left, or I don't know what the left are saying and what the right are saying. Here's what I know, you know, simple shit. Like, should there be term limits? Yes. yes. Yeah. Now somebody, yes. Now somebody says, well, that makes you a liberal. Well, then I guess I'm a liberal. Right. You know, there should be term <laughs> limits. Why? Because yeah. it would stop all this backdoor fucking criminal right. bullshit. And by the way, your husband was murdered, Barb, because of fucking crime. Someone was stealing and they didn't want to get caught. They're freaking right. that was a that was criminal shit going on. Dude, look, at the end of the day, if 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 we all cop the attitude I had earlier in the episode. <laughs> we're going to have less of an impact and, and we're more in danger of losing our, I don't even know, is it, is the word democracy? In other words, right. the freedoms, right? We can't afford to lose these freedoms. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, get more vocal. So if I can help you guys, let me know. Cause I do, I do want to, I, I do want to promote patriotism. This is episode number 232 with the real Brad Lee. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the American Sippeth Podcast. My name is Dave Brown, and we have a killer show for you today. We've been blessed to interview over 250 absolutely amazing Americans on the show, including genuine heroes, selfless nonprofit founders, former refugees who fled to America and built their American dream, inspirational, resilient survivors of trauma who use their experience to guide others, and people who have built and rebuilt massive success to have a major impact on national or even a global scale. And quite frankly, there has never been a guest who has not exemplified the best of our country. But this episode may well prove to be our most shared and downloaded episode yet, 
because this guest held nothing back and let us in on a side of himself he usually doesn't talk about. Today, we have the real Brad Lee from the Dropping Bombs podcast. And in this interview, Brad opens up both barrels on topics ranging from how he built Lightspeed VT, what his mission is to patriotism, the Constitution, white privilege, COVID, and a range of other topics about our country today. It's a raw and candid conversation that is guaranteed to provoke more conversations that need to be had in a time where conversations like these are deemed extreme. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Brad Lee. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. Look, you know that COVID caught most of us pretty unprepared for the ripple effect it's had on this entire globe, but specifically this country because we are American Snippets. Personally and professionally, uh, in terms of income, careers, businesses, livelihood, the most massive example of government overreach I can think of in my lifetime anyway, has reached out to touch our lives and has effectively killed a lot of people's dreams and livelihoods. If you are not a politician or someone a politician has deemed an essential worker, you might have even faced jail if you decided to go to work and keep your doors open this past year and a half. So now more than ever, people are finding workarounds. You're finding ways around that. And one of the biggest ways people are looking for that relief and for that solution is online in the internet. They're looking to the internet internet for knowledge, training, and innovation. Today's guest, though, was way ahead of most of us, having seen the potential and opportunities ushered in by the internet many moons ago, I would say. After building success in the auto industry, studying and honing the craft of sales persuasion and closing, Brad Lee launched Lightspeed VT, and now he's on a mission to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. And Lord knows this country needs some freaking knowledge right now. Brad's got it, right? You may have caught him on his own show, Dropping Bombs, but today, my friends, today you got him right here on American Snippets, and we are going to get into it, not just his story and his business and the lessons he has, but we're going to line up his thoughts and insight on the Constitution and how that lines up with everything that's happened here in the past year and a half. So let's do it. Buckle up, buttercups. Bradley, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Man, what an introduction. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You are welcome. I really actually, I hate doing introductions as much as I hate signing books because it feels unnatural, but it's always good and fun and makes me work hard, makes me dig into a little harder. So let's get to it. VTT, uh, VT, Lightspeed VT. Let's get to that and what and what it does, what you do. Well, Lightspeed is a web-based application that allows people to create, develop, and 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 you know. Well, I'll keep it simple. Lightspeed's a web-based technology that allows you to create, deliver, track, and measure interactive video content. So a lot of people are using it for training. It was invented for training people, and then it kind of morphed into where I helped a lot of people uh, take their knowledge and monetize it, sell content to individuals and businesses. Um, Some big names, you know, came my way and used my technology uh, as theirs so they can train the masses. But uh, Lightspeed VT is really just a tool that lets you create, deliver, track, and measure interactive content. Yeah, and again, it's almost like you had some sort of crystal ball to see all that was coming down the pike because you were a lot of people had to sort of figure shit out and pivot along the way. You were like, dude, I got this. I've been here all along. I've been doing this. I've been telling you guys. No, you had some issues. No, what you just said I had to do too. 
Look, nobody's special in this world. Success is easy if you if you keep it easy. What you just said is funny too, because I always say there's five factors of success. Like if you really want to be successful, there's five factors. The first factor is you have to take a chance or work for someone who did, because mm-hmm. most people are too afraid to take a chance. They're worried about what someone might think if they fail. They're worried about rejection. They're worried about all of these things. So they never do anything. That's the biggest problem. So you got to take a chance. Then you get really good at solving problems. What do most people do? They spend their whole day avoiding problems. When in reality, that's how you get good at something. You have good content, repetition, practice, and accountability, right? Without those four ingredients, it's not training, it's exposure, right? So you have to get really good at solving problems and you have to, there's repetition involved. So you should be looking for problems and get really good at solving them. Most people don't. Threes, you make adjustments. Like you said, everyone normally has to make adjustments. Not you. You had a crystal ball. Shit. I didn't have no damn crystal ball. I meant in terms of already being positioned on the internet, like where a lot of people didn't know how to use the internet. I I really wasn't positioned anywhere. I was 30 years old running a car dealership. Right. I I, I basically tapped out at about a half a million dollars. My whole life, I just wanted to be rich and be a multimillionaire. And I tried everything under the sun. Sales was the easiest, coolest one out of them all. And so I just did sales and, you know, got pretty good at it. And then I helped this one cool dude how to go from minimum wage to 15K a month. And I watched his whole family light up and I watched his whole circumstances change. And it gave me this, you know, cool feeling of, wow, man, look what I did. So I thought to myself, man, I want to start a company that'll help other people do this. And that's when I shifted from trying to help myself to helping others. I didn't realize I did it. There was no crystal ball. Nobody put their hand on my back and said, son, you have to help others get what they want so you can get what you want. That wasn't like that. I just accidentally did it. And then the next thing you know, you know, I started just freaking crushing the world. So at the end of the day, you know, I had to make adjustments. I had to freaking, I mean, I, it was, a, it, I had no crystal ball that, that led to me eventually developing the technology which it was for me originally. And then that led to eventually me realizing I'm never going to beat these trainers. There's too many of them with bigger budgets. I might as well close them. And then I thought, well, that'd be cool. I can say I'm the dude that closes the dude that teaches you to close. So I went and closed all the big name trainers and just said, here, use my software. And I took a little piece of their revenue that they generated, just a little sliver to deliver. Just a little and taste. Next thing, you know, next thing you know, thousands of people were using my software. And now all of a sudden I'm a CEO of a software company. I started out as a trainer. So make adjustments, folks. Don't be afraid to make adjustments. Anyway, I'll get to rambling. Anyway, no, that's okay. You're like my son, very literal. So I know, I know how to talk very literal Um, because in turn, well, I'll I'll just circle. I hate saying circle back now. I I used to say that. And now I just can't say circle back anymore. It's just been ruined that phrase and circle back. I'm going to revert back to a former line of talk, I say, um, in terms of when COVID hit and people weren't allowed to work, you got the people who went to work in restaurants, you got the people who worked at gyms, you got all those people, suddenly they're not allowed to go to work anymore. And a lot of people had no clue that there was a world that you can make money in online. They didn't know how to take their talents, their skills, their expertise, and transfer that into the virtual world instead of showing up online, right? Did you have an influx of people coming to you in when this all went down or was it like the opposite where people like, I, I like in fear, I got to hang on to my money. I can't afford to invest. Like, or did you just kind of remain steady? Well, it's two, th- two things. I got to hang on to my money 
because I can't afford to invest. And look, yeah. if you can't afford to invest, that's when you need to invest, right? That's yeah. why you can't afford to invest. But to go back to the other thing you said, you said we weren't allowed to work. We were allowed to work. If you want to go to jail, right. And that's, a, that's no, the point. No, 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 yeah. See, again, see, this is what I want to share with people listening. If your mindset is we weren't allowed to work, you just misread everything. You're totally allowed to work. You just had to go home and do it. So if you're at home and all you have is your iPhone and a Zoom meeting and a webcam, all that meant is I got to work from home. I didn't think I can't work. They're not letting me work. If you thought they didn't let us work, yes, they did. Well, what about the waiters at restaurants? They were allowed to work from home. Well, there's no customers here. Right. So how, how else can we get right. shit done? Okay. So they so, weren't so, allowed to go show up at their normal place of business and do the work that they were accustomed to. They were, they were yeah, prevented that, from, they were threatened, whatever. They believed that they were not allowed to go to work. They believed that in their head, that they were not allowed to go problem, to work. Okay. That was the yes, problem. It right was the there. problem. Except for that one guy in Jersey. You see him? He's fucking badass. And guess got what? Him coming he didn't on too. fucking give up. Did I know. He said, I know. You ain't telling me I ain't allowed to work. He and did. That's my point. Like yeah. most people just went home and almost submitted. It yeah. was unbelievable. And, and the masks, I can't believe it. You know, but but at the end of the day, they shut down the whole world, not just the United States. It was like the whole freaking world. It's unbelievable. Still to this day, I can't believe that it happened. But all I did is 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 work from home. Right. So I was on the Internet. Thankfully, I didn't need brick and mortar. Customers only come to my office to go film. So the studio shut down. And then, you know, I was like everybody else going, what the? Frick is going on. This is freaking nuts. I thought we were all going to die because this is serious. Like they don't do this shit. They don't shut down Vegas over the flu. Okay. So I'm thinking, holy shit. I, at first I'm thinking, oh my God, dude, there's going to be a wave of deaths and shit. So we all went home and I was freaking spraying down freaking anything that I touched. And we were, you know, after about 30 days though, I started looking at the hospitals near me and they weren't full. They weren't packed at all. And I knew a couple of doctors and they're like, you know, normal. So I went around, looked at a few hospitals, normal. And I'm like, dude, this is bullshit. And then I'm watching the news and they're saying that the hospitals are packed. Well, I was there. They're, they were not packed. So that's when I just started getting on social media a little saying, dude, this is bullshit. And after that, I just kept coming back to work. I had a small crew that wanted to come back to work. If anybody ever asked me anything, I said, I'm, I'm an essential employee. And they say, well, who says, who says I'm not? Fuck you. I'm essential, <laughs> bitch. And, and by the way, yeah. they don't have enough people in the world to go freaking every business and shut them down. And by the way, you ever see who comes to shut you down? Karen and fucking some dipshit with a freaking certificate of authority. Well, fuck you. How about that? Right. That's what I, that's what I would have told him. But anyway, I talked big because it didn't happen to me. Maybe I would have shut down. I admire the shit out of those guys in freaking New Jersey, dude. I know. I, mean, I know. They're they great. Were up, they were racking up the fines. They were freaking accepting everything that came their way, dude, freaking power to them. And guess what? I'm ashamed a little bit that more people don't rise up. Like, dude, I thought there were more of us out there than there are. I see people still to this day wearing masks and double masks in their fucking car. Like yeah. 
Are you guys that fucking stupid? Like it makes no sense. First of all, the masks don't work. That's scientifically proven. Second of all, you're in your car all by yourself. If that shit's in the air floating around to get you, we're all in trouble. Your mask ain't going to help you, man. Like, like it ain't in your car, bro. Take your mask off. But I think it identifies the, 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 the dipshits. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know if for me, it's easier to, it's more natural to dig underneath and say something smells like bullshit here uh, because I've experienced like some level of conspiracy theory through the military They they acquitted the guy who killed my husband, the soldier who murdered my husband, they acquitted him after they botched the whole trial up and they lied to us along the way. So prior to that, it wouldn't have occurred to me that something so fucked up could actually happen or be real. Like I was, I actually believed I was crazy to be thinking what I was thinking. Then it turned out to be true. But what I have found in my own experience is that most of the people who are just lining up for the shots, lining up for the mask, double masking, shaming you if you're not, you know, looking at you askew if you're not. I think most of those people, at least the ones that I have met anyway, I can't speak about the whole world, right? But the people I have met haven't really experienced anything out of the norm in their worlds, like haven't experienced something that taught them to question the narrative. And if you've never been in a position where you were taught or prompted to question a narrative, I think it is more easy for those people to be swayed. And in the the people that I've been watching and observing and digging into, none of them have been prompted or inspired or compelled to question a narrative ever before. So this is just more of the more of the usual for them. So I don't know if that's your experience or whatever, but even as I was thinking like, okay, people are coming forward now. I know Trump is out. Some people are saying he's going to come in, right? All these conspiracy theories are abounding. But I'm like, all right, I'm seeing more and more. I'm seeing more Ian Smith step forward. I'm seeing more people come out and more people push back and want to and connect with us and want to work with us and be a part of what we have going on next. Then I sit down to um, prep for you again and rewatch an interview that you did with Cyrus Parsa. <laughs> I was like, what the hell does it matter? We're all dead anyway, right? Like, <laughs> that guy scared the shit out of me. Like, how did you did? Do interviews like that, does information like that, did that change how you're thinking about things moving forward? What did you do with that? That was a lot. That was like, that was a crazy interview. It was. Um, not really. Listen, I'm a weird, I'm a unique individual. Yes, I have. Okay, we need, we, need to, we need to watch the way we speak to ourselves. So I changed yeah. that. I'm not weird. I'm unique. And yeah. the reason I'm unique is because a lot of people, you know, take things and run with them when in, I question everything. So like, you know, he's talking about little baby mechanical mosquitoes that'll be released and, you know, right. they can release a nuclear warhead by flying one of these bugs into your forehead and blap your head off. And, you know, it's the Chinese government and yada, 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 yada. Listen, it sounds cool, but I didn't buy, I didn't buy it now. Is it possible? Yes. Is it real? I would bet, but not to the degree he took it. So I wasn't right. scared because I didn't believe it. Like I'm thinking, who is this dude? Is he a science fiction writer? Turns out though, he's got a big following that were, you know, telling me, you know, shut up, let him talk. Like he's telling us very important things. And it's almost like, dude, everybody relax. Okay. Right. Like, we ain't got robotic mosquitoes coming over here to kill us. Mosquito drones. You know, we don't have, they're, they're, we don't, ha there's not, 
going to be an invasion of drones that kill us. By the time that's happening, it'll be happening with the military first. That's just a good thing. What does that mean? That means that people won't be killed in wars because there'll be drones over there. Now, what will the drones be shooting? People without drones. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. So I think the thing is, if just like a little sliver, if just the theme or the concept, not necessarily every item or the items that he mentioned were real, but if just the concept and were, were real, that there is such a massive, I mean, I believe that there's all sorts of crap going on that we just have it no idea be. about. We just don't, we don't know a thing about what's happening in That's reality. True. Like we don't That's really true. know shit what's happening. We're all like speculating and all this. So the point is, if any of that, even just like a little bit of this is potentially possible in our lifetime or a children's lifetime or their children's lifetime, you're like, where are they? It just sort of, I think it just makes you put things more in perspective, like get your shit together and find out what's really important and do that, you know? Um, well, and- I, I think, I think it is possible. Everything he said is possible and probably partially true. I mean, there's some crazy shit going on in the world, Bart. I <laughs> mean, there's, crazy. there's, there's, I, I, you don't believe that there's evil people in the world. There are not, not a bunch, not everybody, but I think there are, you know, you I watch believe- that. If you follow that cue, you know, QAnon. Yeah, no, that's a little, that's a little too much for me. Well, like, for example, here's a serious thing. Yeah. 800,000 children go missing in just the United States alone every year. Every year. Do you hear about it all day long? Hell no. But 800,000 kids are, are missing every year. That's the truth. Where the fuck are they going? And who's taking them there? And what the hell's going on with that? And how come the mainstream media doesn't cover that? And how come when they were rescuing 47 kids out of some torture dungeon, the, the, the news didn't talk about it, but the news was talking about COVID deaths and right. stupid shit. And then like the COVID deaths that were, they, they died with COVID, not from COVID. So at the end of the day, they were trying to trump that up, trying to get out of getting Trump out of the office, all that nonsense. But to me, when you ask the question, you know, do I, do I, think of that stuff. I don't, I don't get scared with Cyprus and people like him. And I don't get scared even if it's true. And I'll tell you why, because we're all in it together. We're all going to face it together. And guess what? If that's, if that's true, Barb, we're fucked. Right. Right. Okay. So none of us individually are going to do shit. And the problem is, is collectively we don't exist. In other words, nobody sticks together like we should. Nobody unites like we should. Like we're fighting over the stupidest shit. Now people can blame, well, it's mainstream media and they're causing diversity. Well, of course they are, but we're allowing it. Like, you know, when it comes to racism and all this other thing, like everybody I know, and I'm not saying racism doesn't exist. I'm saying everybody I know is not racist. So it's like, to me, I don't hang around a bunch of racist people. So like, I ask friends and, and, you know, I go around, I don't think racism is as bad as everybody is. The media claims it is. Do you? No, I would agree with that. Um, However, I think there's a large portion of the society that disagrees with you. And I, I, I've personally been called a racist so many times I lost track, literally this flag behind me. Patriotism is hiding racism. And you know how many people I've had, 
really get pissed at me because they couldn't succeed in getting me to accept my white fragility and apologize for it. I have cousins, family, people I thought were friends, colleagues who literally cut off communicating with me because I would not admit that I suffer from white fragility and I wouldn't acknowledge my white privilege. White fragility. It's um, I think according to them, it is like when you get pissed off that people point out that you have privilege. Um, you know, you're so fragile. You can't accept the fact that you have this white privilege and that you are yeah, better off than the other people. Right. Like on and on it went. And we've actually we have people who don't want to be on our podcast or our show who don't want to be in our event we're doing because we're patriotic. I have yeah, other. You know what? It's yeah. possible. It's possible to be patriotic and not believe. In other words, I do believe in white privilege. Like, like I told you, I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. White privilege does exist, but right. I'm not going to, but I'm not going to feel bad about it. I was born into this world right. like this person was, I didn't make the rules. I just have to live by them. So at the end of the day, do I think that, that white privilege exists? Yes, but it doesn't mean you're, you're privileged because you're white. Now, what does it mean? In my opinion, in my opinion, the white privilege comes when you're given something or chosen over someone that wasn't white. And do I think that happens? Yes, I do think that happens because there is racism. I mean, I've heard it. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. There are people in this world. They don't want no. Well, yeah, other, no shit. They don't yeah. want no other races around. Yeah. Like if it's if it's a difference between him, hey, I hire a white guy versus a Mexican guy or a black guy or, or, or a Chinese guy. They're going to prefer the white guy. Isn't that white privilege? Yeah. And I would argue, I would say that, yes, that does exist. I, but that's, but that's, but that's racism, right? That is racism. Okay. So like, which, which one's, which I can't tell. And that's why I'm saying when people are like, you think, you think you're not privileged because you're white. Well, it depends on the circumstance. But my question is, are you going to blame a two-year-old white baby? Right. That's like blaming a two-year-old Japanese baby on Pearl Harbor. Right. It's it's not the same. You can't blame those two kids on anything. And they're teaching those little kids. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You're teaching them in school. You got them coming home crying and shit. I don't agree with teaching that. And I would also say when I would push push back a little or try to have a conversation, I wasn't given the space, or they they just didn't want to hear it. When I would say yes, okay, just like you said, yeah, that exists. I haven't personally experienced anything where I have been hired or given a benefit when I was going up against somebody of a different race or color or whatever, like my life hasn't led me in that path where I was like competing, so to speak, like in those arenas where I was personally handed something because I'm white, right? What I am told is that my voice doesn't matter because I'm white. What I am told is that I'm not allowed to speak up and say what I believe because I'm white. Isn't Isn't that racism? Yes, but no, it's not because only white people can be racist. I mean, this is the absurdity that we're up against that we hear coming at us over and over and over again. It's a big Dude, bunch I gotta of- start listening. I got to start listening to American <laughs> snippets. Holy yeah. moly. You guys, you guys get some deep stuff, huh? We do. Well, we, the people that we bring on, you know, we'll talk about stuff, but then it's in our personal content and the shit we post and things that I say, and especially Dave goes right out there and says it a little more than me, but um, yeah. Well, and so we well, get the comments, you know, we get that into us and- well, it's listen, like listen, dessert. this is a good lesson for everybody listening. Yeah. You guys are basically saying what you think, saying right. what you feel, regardless of whether people like it or adopt it. And that's called being yourselves and standing up for yourselves. And I think everyone should do that. Yeah. Like 
I applaud you guys because most people be like, oh, look at these comments. We better stop talking about that. And you guys, you don't care. Yeah, it took good. me by surprise at first. It did. T- I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, and I would try to like reason with these people like, no, I promise I'm not racist. I love you. And then they, you know, wish death upon me and my family yeah, or something. Barb, and, about, I was, about, <laughs> and then I stopped trying that. Huh? Hey, explain this. What about yeah. people who like consciously voted for Joe Biden? And stand by it and stand or, by it. Like, like, how is that? How is that possible? Like, I don't you think you can consciously. Yeah. Correct. A lot of people were dead, I think, who voted for him. But um, I don't know like, if it was that big of a swing, but I know that you, there was definitely, I believe, anyway, election fraud. But I don't think this was the first election that that happens in. But but still, like you saw Joe Biden talk. Right. And and you still voted for him like that's the leader of our country. Right. Like right. you want that guy leading our country. I don't think that's what happened. I think you didn't want the other guy so badly that right. that's. The other in other words you didn't vote for biden technically you voted for not trump Trump. exactly exactly and i saw a lot of that too and ooh, maddening it's maddening i was there i was there january 6th in dc so i saw what actually happened like from my vantage point and i had other friends who were in different vantage points and saw it as well so the narrative that's out there yeah let me ask you a question do you believe are you worried about being silenced. I'm not worried about it. I see it happening already. We're squash. Our reach has gone down. Like I know that's, I know it's already happening. Like our, we're a lot of stuff. We go to post Facebook won't let us post it. It says this is, it doesn't meet our standards or whatever. You know? um, yeah. So that does happen. But again, because of what I went up against in my, after my husband was murdered, I was going up, like literally looking generals in the eye and saying like, I know you're lying to me. You have this piece of paper in your, like, so I, like I, I went through that already. So I don't really care anymore. Like it doesn't, doesn't phase me. I know how to deal with that. And it just, it, what it has done is it's tightened our circle and it's introduced us to more people who want to work with us and are about to do these amazing things with us because they respect that we stayed our course and how we're doing it. So it's really introduced us. It's like, it's like leveled us up a little. It's just been an opportunity for us to call the herd and find the people that we're supposed to be working with. That makes sense. That's right. That's exactly how you do it. You stand up, you speak loud and you don't worry about the hate. You worry about the love. Like there's going to be, there's going to be people that love you and people that hate you. And all you're looking for is the ones that love you. So you just keep, keep singing your song and the, and the right people will come around and the wrong ones will leave. Yep. So in a video that you posted last year in May of 2020, I love this. I watched this a couple of times because I was like, hell yeah, Brad. Um, I don't know if you saw the comments on that, by the way. I read through them. It was like entertaining to read through. I think the comments on that video um, of what the U.S. Constitution says about the lockdown, the comments that you got on that really exemplify the exact issue. Like that was all of America, all of the issues in all those comments. You had every walk of life commenting on there. So you could really just if somebody wanted to know what's going on in this country, they could watch that video and read the comments and they know exactly like they don't need to to really dig. Like They get the overall view. But in there, you said uh, and you you just touched on that a little bit here that they don't like us being we. So they divide us. And, you know, we touched on that. And then you said. I, and I'm not sure if you're joking or being sarcastic or whatever, but you're like, if I run for president, which I may. And I know a lot of people say that, but Bradley, are you considering it? Are you considering running for any kind of school board even or any kind of office? Not seriously. Why not? Well, because I'm still trying to get into the position 
to be able to actually win a presidency. Smart, the long game. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, so see, like, even saying one, that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, number one, like, you know, I, would I really run for uh, office? Yes, but only one that w- I can make a difference. Like, I don't play games like I, I, you can't win. Right. You know, I don't, I don't mind, you know, taking office and solving problems. But if I took office and freaking the bureaucracy and the stupidity, you just can't win. Well, then it's wasting my time. Just like, look, I mean, obviously, if you're like me, you believe that the United States majority population wanted Trump to win. His rallies were massive. Joe Biden couldn't get 18 people there. And if they were, they were holding Trump signs. I went all (laughs) around the country because I traveled. There was Trump signs all over the place. Very few Biden signs at all. You didn't see him campaign. And then he supposedly got more votes than any president in the history of the world. Total bullshit. And we know it. So that's just straight bullshit. Now, if that's the case, how come more of us aren't like saying something? Right. Like, you, like, like yeah. for example, that we the people comment I made, I can go crazy on we the people because the Constitution of the United States is actually a pretty brilliant document. If you read that document, it was pretty freaking smart. Now, again, I hear all the people that come back and say, well, these guys were, you know, oppressors and these guys. Look, I'm not a historian. All I can say is I read the Constitution and it's pretty smart what they wanted to do, which was basically make sure everything's fair and everything's equal and everything's cool, except for they left a little opening where where lawyers and lawmakers could change it if in case they screwed it up, which if you think about it is pretty smart. Also, just in case mm-hmm. let's make, let's, let's give them the loophole to amend these things. And, you know, if, if in, in case we're not thinking of shit, well, that was their problem because then, then that those amendments and those loopholes allowed the foxes that are guarding the hen house to make the rules. And so if I got into office and figured I couldn't do anything, like it just, it like ev- the whole country loved me and, and, and wanted to make the change. But for some reason, I couldn't. Well, then I wouldn't run because it's stupid. I mean, look at Trump. They kicked his ass out of it, even though the United States, I believe the population wanted him in there. Okay, so what does that tell you? That tells you that Democrats are way more powerful than Republicans. Yeah. Or way more willing to do what it takes, which, again, sometimes I admire if it's not an ethical issue. At the end of the day, Democrats are more powerful than Republicans. Clearly. Clearly. Yep. Okay. So guess what? In my mind, I'm thinking, shit, maybe I won't run. I'll end up freaking voiceless and canceled. <laughs> Go like, in as a Democrat and then just flip. But what is it? Why is it worth it? It's not worth it. The, the people don't, don't appreciate it. You know, there's a few of us people that would appreciate someone going in there and freaking straightening shit out. We would appreciate it, but there would be more of us that didn't appreciate it. There'd be more of us that like, like, for example, there's people on the Olympic team. Did you see this the other day? I did. I did. They're on the Olympic team, not proud to be an American. Like who in the fuck would let them on the team? You're representing America. You must be proud to compete in these games because you're saying that you're, that you're with America. Right. 
So if you're going to go out there and say, I'm ashamed to be with America, well, then get the fuck off the team. I could not could not agree more. And yet there are so many people championing her as being courageous. And this is the mindset that we're up against. Like, how do you reason with that mindset? They don't want to be reasoned with. And she's being and of course, the media and all the spin and all, you know, all the outlets are owned by the libs. So the left and China and all that shit. So of course they're going to play that and they're going to make her a hero and put her on a pedestal that she didn't earn just because she's doing that. And I'm like, that's like representing Coke and going out there on the stage and drinking Pepsi. Like it's the same, like, why would you do that? Like that company would fire her. Why we're a company. Why don't we fire her? You know, get her off. Um, even if you just want to boil it down to that, but yeah. And especially for someone like me, like my kids, they used to call the national anthem daddy's song. Like they used to stop and I just start crying. Oh my God, they're playing daddy's song. So now I see somebody like her doing that to the anthem. I take it very personally. And I know you're not supposed to, I know you're supposed to be, you know, leave emotion out of stuff, but you know what? We're human beings. We are emotions and, and that's it. So I really like, I want to know what happened to your husband. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a doozy. That's a story. I'll give you a short story. Cause this is about you as your interview, Brad. Um, but he was, he went over to Iraq to join up with his friend, the commanding officer. We're chaptering out the supply sergeant who was stealing from supplies, selling on black market. Supply sergeant detonated Claymore, killed them both. Um, but it took my husband a couple hours to die. And then uh, he was arrested and CID fucked it up. And there was all sorts of cover-ups and mess-ups, three and a half year court-martial process where they suppressed the guilty plea, lied to us about it, let him go, acquitted him, and then still lied about the guilty plea till I got a copy of it and put it on the New York Times. Uh, cover and then I started digging so this, into so, other so, cases. Hmm? So this dude, this dude pled guilty, and then they said he didn't. He, he he offered a guilty plea, and the general said no, don't take it, and and don't tell the families, which is not you know legal really. Um, and then they acquitted him. <laughs> and so you know I would watch all this happening and think that I was crazy. So that's when that's when I learned to question the narrative. I got a master's degree in criminal justice. I wrote a book about it. I went to another court martial. I interviewed experts. I learned my shit. I put together this theory, this list of other cases that happened, found the similarities, tried to teach some things, all that jazz. But I don't think if I had gone through that, I think if my husband had come home from Iraq and I had gone on with my life and I had never had to question a narrative before, I might've fallen in line with all this stuff too. Like I might've said, well, it's crazy to think that people would lie to you like that. Nobody would lie to you like that. You know, <laughs> I, I might not have thought that, but now I'm like, you know, I, I, I know they do. Would that would that mean that you're woke? I hope not. Awake, uh, awake, not woke. You know that kind of thing. Well, um, what's, what do they say by the way when they say woke? And I, I see it's a negative thing. I thought like I'm woke, meaning meaning I'm aware this bullshit's real. Like I'm woke. Right. What's so, woke mean? I, I believe there is emerging a difference between awake and woke. And if you're woke, you're lib, and you're you're like woke you're the i'm ashamed of the national anthem even though why do they call that woke i don't know they got to call it something right so they picked one i don't know well i don't know i'm not you know if you ask me if you ask me they're sleep (laughs) yeah yes yes they they need to get woke they need to get woke they need to wake the fuck up they need to get this they do and i think they're not going to truly do that until the country is totally in the toilet and it impacts everybody um, across the board until they feel it themselves, you know, and that's the rationale we get, Like, Oh, they're burning yeah. down monuments. They're taking people out of the cars and beating them. They're burning, they're burning businesses that don't belong to them because that's the only way they can be heard. You know, that's it. They've, they've tried the peaceful way before Barb. What I else do you Barb, expect them to do? <laughs> but Barb, listen, you're, you're saying they like, it's all of them. They're, no, they're, no, no. 
We're not all beating people up out of cars. There are some dirty dog thug idiots on the left, but there's some dirty dog thug idiots on the right. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. So, so, right. so again, to me, it's not a it's not a left or right or a liberal or or, or conservative. It's it's bottom line. What's right? Well, what's right is you be you, bitch, and I'll be me. Like, in other words, <laughs> yeah. if somebody's gay, cool. Somebody's freaking wanting to get married gay. I don't give a shit. Somebody freaking does that. You know, you want to hump little children? No, 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 no. We as a people have said, no, 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 no. So like there's ethics in the right thing to do. It's not a left or right thing. Like, again, you know, look, Trump, I think this country's a business and he was the best candidate to run it as a business. And it was showing and the and the, you know, the two parties, obviously, which is freaking part of the problem is 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 in a war. And Trump lost. Well, that means the Dems are some powerful son of a bitches, which means there's some big, powerful people that don't like certain rules. Well, when you start looking at those rules, you realize, well, that's because it behooves them to have these rules in place. Like, don't people realize we are no longer the people who elect and control the government? The government controls us. And that's what the Constitution was there to fucking protect. Yeah. And then yeah. like Joe Biden the other day says, well, you're going to need freaking F-15s and freaking <laughs> nuclear wars to go against the government. We don't need that. All we need is an election, you dumb son of a bitch. Right. Well, like, we don't need F-15s and fucking nukes to go against the government. We need to fucking go down and in- involve ourselves in the ballots. But then when it's like, oh, shit, they're in control of those. Oh, fuck. Now we're fucked. Like, right. just. You know what I said? Fuck it. I'm going to enjoy. Well, what if this happens? I don't give a fuck. I'll worry about it when it happens. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy. And dude, guess what I did? I literally forgot about it. Like when you're bringing this up, shit, I was about to say, isn't this all over? Like I can't even, we're still talking about this. Like I just went and started working and guess what? Businesses doubled. Everything's cool. Nobody got COVID. Thank God. Nobody died. Thank God. Anyone that I knew with COVID went home, spent a week, came back. Everybody's happy. Now, it's sad that people died with COVID. It's sad that freaking that was manufactured in a lab. And that's fucking clear. Okay, and it's sad that there's some governmental bullshit going on. But what can we do about it as individuals, Barb? And I want you to be honest. As As individuals, we can't do shit. All you can do is take care of your own shit. Yeah. Yep. Take care of yourself, yep. so, your family, so, so, your community, and that's how. But you can. That's you how can. you, you roll through. An individual. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but an individual, mm-hmm. as an individual, can't do shit, and no. that's what I've realized. So I believe this is one of those games that can't be won. So guess what? Don't play. Like fucking ignore the shit. Live your life. Enjoy your life, whether it lasts fucking two days or two fucking years or two hundred years. Just look forward, be the ethical, you know, individual that you are, make things better than you left them, you know, worry about what's in, what's in your, in your, in your view. Like, see, if, if I see a problem, it's my problem. If I don't see a problem, is it my problem? Well, depends on which fucking problem you're talking about. Right. So like, for example, oh my God, Biden's going to screw up the whole country. Well, I could sit here and think about it and talk about it and fret about it. Even if it's true, 
what, what can I do about it? Well, there are, I mean, I think it's a fine line, right? You don't have to do all or nothing. You don't have to just focus on your own shit and let, and let the rest of it go. Right. You can do both. You can focus on your own stuff. You can get your house in order, strengthen your family, take care of your business, continue making the impact you're making. You're making an impact, right? There's people who are going to go out there and speak up and stand up and you're helping those people learn how to do so and giving them a voice and a platform. So that is your, even if you don't mean to, you're having that ripple effect and helping people build their businesses, helping them be successful, helping them not be touchable by all the bullshit that's happening. Right. But then on the other side, there are things you can do. Like you can have these conversations. You can Wait, um, hold just, on. what is it? Hold on one at a time. Yeah. Have these conversations. What are, what, how is my and your conversation going to stop Joe Biden? We're not going to stop Joe Biden, but what it's by this conversation alone. But what we're showing is that they're not going to stop us from having the conversations. And that's the point that this country is at. They are trying to squash these voices like ours. And it's happening. It's happening to friends of mine. I've had friends whose platforms went kaput overnight. They woke up and the whole business right. was down. Um, hey, go look and, at my, go look at my yeah. TikTok and all the videos are gone. I'm the only person in the history of the world where all those videos disappeared. I can't do the TikTok. I haven't jumped onto TikTok. I'm like well, opposed TikTok, to TikTok. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, yeah, yeah. LinkedIn, whoever owns these big tech companies. Guys, that's the scary. That's the, you say right. be scary. Well, that's what's scary. Everybody's online. That's how we communicate nowadays. Right. And, if you, and if they don't like what you're saying, they mute your ass. Yeah, no shit. I'll send you, I'll send uh, Maria a, a link to something called Convention of States. And that's like, once again, not one of us isn't going to take care of everything, right? But if all of us just sit back and say, fuck it, I can't do anything. Well, I don't know. My husband died and that didn't change anything, but he fucking died for our country. So I don't feel like I can just sit back and say, that's ah, okay. He he died, but I can't do anything, you know? So it's a little what different for me. What can we do? I, I want to like, I I unite yeah. people. How do we yeah. do that? That's what we're trying to do with American Snippets in our platform is first, you got to collect, you got to gather the people who feel the same way. You have to, you have to meet each other, right? You have to connect and find each other. So that's what we're doing. We got an event coming up in January, which I'll actually send you information on some of your friends, people, you know, are going to be involved in that. Um, and then you have to strengthen. We we're like strengthen yourself, your family and your community. If you have strong communities, that's how you build a strong country and you become untouchable from all the crap going out there. Your school boards, you got people that we've had on that are giving back right in their own communities. You're helping each other. You're putting the power in your own hands. You're not sitting back waiting for the government to get their shit together. But you're also not just sitting back and saying, well, we're going to just let you run amok. You know, at the same time, you can watch them. You can hold them accountable. You can call them out on the bullshit. And the one thing Convention of States, that's Article 5 of the Constitution, is you're allowed to call it Convention of States. And then you can ratify the constitution, right? So I think there's 15 out of 34 states on board to sign up for that. You get the 34 states on board. They're working to ratify the constitution and enact term limits for starters on our politicians, right? Something like that is huge and it's not going to happen overnight. But if these people never started what they start, they wouldn't have 15 states in already. And if they didn't keep going, we'd never get to 34. At some point you will. So you can find that balance and you can push for it and keep going and still get your own shit together and make the ripple effect. I think you don't have to choose. That's my, that's my uh, little if, sermon. If this, if this was my podcast, I'd press the bomb button. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. You, 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 I, I spurred you to freaking spew brilliance. That right there is literally a freaking media soundbite that's going to go viral. I agree with you a thousand percent. I was I was being cynical. We start to we we start to get so freaking downtrodden that eventually we're just like fuck it, I give up. Well, you just re-inspired me. 
Good. Good. Now go and go inspire the masses, Brad, because we need you. We need people like you. And before I let you go, I do want to ask you this question, which is part of part and parcel of why we started American Snippets and why we're so God, I'm fired up too, man. Got me going. Um, and it's part of the reason we started because way back when Trump was first running is when I noticed the all the crap happening and the divisiveness started. And I just spent 10 years going through various levels of hell and dragging myself out of it. I just came out of this hell and depression and I was going back in because I felt like the country is really shitting on my husband's grave, like right there in front of me. And it wasn't mattering. And, you know, if you, you know about pain, if, once you give your pain a purpose, you take the power back. But it, it was like all of that crap. I was letting it remove the purpose from my pain. And so anyway, that's the whole but part of, part of what was under attack was the American dream. And we would say, hey, the American dream is still there. Like, go get it. That's how you honor the fallen. That's how you take advantage of this country. Go get your American dream. And people were saying, that's a bunch of bullshit. I can't do the American dream. That's only for white people, rich people, people who are born this. And so, you know, we pushed back. But what we had to make clear, what we learned that was the stumbling block for a lot of people when we would say this, is because they presume that we were talking about the house with the white picket fence and the dog and the minivan and the two weeks vacation and the two and a half kids. And that is not the American dream anymore. Right. Maybe it used to be. That's the American nightmare. That's the American nightmare. No shit. Right. And so we know the American dream is just different for everyone. We all have our own idea of what it is. And that is where the beauty is, which leads me to the question, Brad, I want to ask you is what would be, what is your version of the American dream? You know, I think that my version of the American dream is what it used to be. And it's what I've always understood it to be. You know, whatever you just said is a thousand percent right. Again, I mean, they're, the only person stopping you in this country is you. And the country is still, I believe, the greatest country out there. Yes, we got problems, but doesn't everybody else? So at the end of the day, the American dream is the ability to freaking Go out and do what you need to do to, to, to achieve what you want to achieve with very limited pushback. In other words, you know, if, if you're a criminal, you know, yeah, there's laws put in place to protect each other and, and whatnot. But other than that, man, you can literally go out and build anything you want in this country. And that to me is the American dream. You've got the choice, the freedom. And when you start to tell me I got to wear a mask and you start to tell me I got to prove that I'm vaccinated to go to go in a store. And and, you know, that is not American. That is the opposite of the American dream. So when I see it getting infringed upon pretty soon, this could be freaking communist China. And, and dude, that's the opposite. So to me, the American dream is a, is is a is a mixture of, you know, I guess freedom is the best word and, and options. Like that's the American dream. There's so much freedom and options here. You're the only person that can stop you. Love it. Love it. All right. And I got to ask, cause I've been staring at it. Uh, what's the story behind the folded flag behind you? You know, I got to ask that. That would like draw me. Someone gave me that about 18 years ago to put on my desk. Someone told me just the other day on a podcast, I think it was Chris Voss, the FBI negotiator. Uh -huh. Might not have, might have been someone else, but they just told me that you get presented those uh, when someone dies in the military. I don't know anyone that dies in the military. In the military, someone gave me that. <laughs> All right, well there you go. That I guess that was a story in itself. Or you get it if Nancy Pelosi comes to your house after um, George Floyd is murdered. She get, you know, she did that, right? She knelt she on her right. knee and 
Nancy Pelosi got down on her knee with a folded flag and handed it to George Floyd's mother. <laughs> Ooh, love it. Listen, I mean, things like that. I know. You, know, you know, that's just to get freaking votes and support. No shit, but like why people couldn't see through that. I'm like, if she will go so far as to disparage something so sacred, like that tells me all I need to know about her right there. If she is going to abuse and manipulate something so meaningful and powerful to pander to a mass who isn't going to stop to take the time to think about it. That tells me really all I need to know about her character, but that's a whole other show. Brad, hey, man, let me, let, huh? me, let me ask you a question. Like, so is that, is the show over? Are we out of time? I figured you were out of time. I'll talk for, I'll talk all day. No, I can, I can t- talk a little bit longer. I mean, okay. number one, you know, I didn't know about your story. Like that's crazy. And you know, uh, at first, most people want me to talk about entrepreneurship and building businesses and, and sales and persuasion and making money and building a personal brand and all this other stuff. Um, it's kind of refreshing. You just want to talk about like freaking COVID and the government and the constitution and, 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 and shit that's going on, which again, I try not to focus on it. And I would recommend even, even though this is interesting and it's been, and it gets you fired up and whatnot, I would recommend more people Try not to focus on the negative of it all and focus on the what can we do about it part of it. In other words, like earlier, I was talking about, oh, what can we do? What can we do? Boo hoo. Like you snapped me out of that. Now I'm on the opposite spectrum with you. It's like, yeah, well, we can't necessarily change the world as individuals, but we can fucking speak up. And hopefully maybe, uh, you know, that voice will unite enough people to where now something can change. You know, let's see at the next election, go to your local governments, go to your, you know, your, your, your town governments and freaking worry about who's running the schools, who, who's on the school board. Like, that's important. You know, what are they teaching our children? They went to this core common core math, weird shit. Like what the hell happened to math? Like what was wrong with math that you got to come in with this new way of doing it where, where, where my friend's kid, he's in a public school doing this common core math shit and his kid got it wrong because he couldn't figure he didn't write down how he figured it out you know my theory behind that i said well what would have (laughs) been right well what would have been right and and he writes it out and i swear to you there's like 16 ways things you got to do to come up with the right answer when in reality they had the right fucking answer right but they like, didn't. You know why? Because the the goal was not to teach them to get the answer. The goal was to teach them to think the way they they're they're supposed to think. The goal was to program the line of thought. Um, and yeah. I have four kids who went through the school and I watched their line of thought change. And I put in some thought to that. Right. And I I think a big part of the Common Core thing was they're not interested in the answer. They're interested in how can we mold the process that people use to think? Because if we can get this generation to use this one formula to come to a conclusion, then we can then manipulate that formula. You know, we can insert whatever we want into that formula down the road. Okay, so now, so now again, sounds plausible. Yeah. When I when I listen to all of these different theories, I, I, I think know. they're fun. I want I want to like dive into them, but I keep going back to one question: Who? is doing this like well that we don't know where right? are all these smart diabolical people because when i meet the people individually they're not that smart so it's like who's thinking like you know if we could just get the schools to do this 
the minds of the children will be ours. <laughs> really? Maybe it's just someone who thinks it's fun. Like maybe there is no ulterior motive besides someone's like, you know, you like to build businesses and make, you want to make a billion dollars by the time you're 55 because you can, you know, maybe it's just someone like, Hey, let's see if we can try this. Cause someone's just having fun. Like it might not be anything diabolical. Right. But sure, to but take, sure. to take that, to take like four times four equals 16 and break that into 36 different steps to, for what purpose? Like that wasn't yeah. to teach the kids. That was to implement a way of thinking. Whatever well, the goal was, whatever the goal was, they wanted the kids to think a different way. Well, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. It's is what what is the agenda? Right. To change something that's been working for a million years. Like math was simple. You know, it was simple math, and we all are doing well. And like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, why were they teaching us calculus out of curiosity? Like, did you have you ever have you ever screwed up in calculus season, and that's what they were worried about? Uh, I did not take calculus. I'm more the creative. I got a bachelor's in equestrian science. What about like, pre-algebra? Um, oh yeah, I had to take that. Right? Have um, you ever used it? And hell, no. I mean, no. I have a calculator for that shit. If I got to figure stuff out, right? Or Dave's good that's at all- math. I'm like, hey, Dave, what's this formula? Um, but yeah, you don't you don't have to learn that stuff. You need our education system is a whole other topic. It is so the opposite of what is useful and helpful and valuable in this country and in our kids' lives. If I were, if I were, if my, my kids were just starting school now, my youngest, I have four kids. They were six, five, three, and one when my husband was killed. So I had to do all this, you know, crap in the middle of this and without him. And I had no clue what was happening on the internet and what was happening in our schools. But today, if this barb went back, then I would uh, probably have pulled my kids out of public school and found an alternate route of education for them just to implement, to make sure those core values remain intact where they're not in public school. So that's a whole other can of worms or beans or whatever. Yeah, but that's, that that's what me and you should work on. That's what me and you should work on to become massively wealthy. Let's create an online interactive option to public schools. Actually, that that's genius. Can- yeah. That is genius. The parents give their kid a password and we'll teach them, you know, things that they're going to need to win in life. Like, again, nobody cares that that George. Like, teach me something I can use, like how to build relationships, how to question the narrative. Yeah, Uh, that's actually genius. There's a lot of people, a lot of parents who are going to look. Yeah, no, I can hear you, but you're frozen. Am I frozen? Because I can I can hear you, but you're frozen. Did I lose you? Are you there, Bradley? Are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, but you're frozen. And now I'm frozen too. Oh, I'm moving again. Where, are you? Where did you where did you lose me? Um oh, when you're talking about the schools. That's okay. I, I had the audio all throughout, so that's important. Oh, good. Um, I'm gonna punch our door open because it's saying our internet connection is unstable. Uh, hey, I want to get you on my podcast, Barb, and talk about more things. I want to introduce you to some folks. I think I think uh you know your message is strong. And I think if more people heard it, we'd be much better off as a country. Awesome. Yes. Let's sign me up, man. I'll, I'll be there in uh, two hours, you know, but um, yeah, you thank live? you for that. We're in New York. So it would take me a little oh, more wow. than two hours. It'd take you yeah. a long time. How's, <laughs> how, how, how's everything going for you? Uh, as far as this podcast, is it growing like wildfire? Um, I wouldn't say wildfire, you know, we started at first just with that gut feeling knowing like, Hey, we have to do something like we have to figure this out. We didn't understand exactly 
where we were going. We just knew if we didn't start, we would never know where we were going. So we just started. Like we literally recorded one episode and launched. Like what a bunch of fucking tools. Like don't do that, right? Um, but we're growing in terms of our network. Our network is growing and people are buying into what we're doing. We have our first live event coming in January to Texas as a result of the network and the community we've built with Americans. And it's going to be like this podcast come to life. Like that's where we're going to really just like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll send you info on that too, because we'd love to get people like you involved. So there'll be a lot of people coming um, really to speak about the American dream and their story to it and teach people and give them the tools and connect them. And we're going to have a big patriotic splash to it all. Pat Hilton's going to emcee it for us because he's fucking hilarious. Um, So that's what that is. You know, everybody, don't you? We're getting there. We're getting there. But, you know, I respect all these people. They they were just straight up with me, you know, like. I had, I've learned so much from interviewing everybody and following them and watching where we're going. Elena just gave it to me straight up. It was a little brutal, but man, did I benefit from, from her like straight upness. So yeah, but you know, they're not going to just jump in with us because I'm like, Oh, I'm a widow. Will you come help me? Like, that's a bunch of bullshit right there. They sat back and they made me prove it. Like they made me say, okay, what do you got Barb? Like prove it to me. And then I'm in. So I love that, you know, um, and that, and that's why we're really taking it seriously to rise up to that level and, and earn, make sure that that trust is not misplaced. Right. So we're going to do great. I'm going to get Taya, Taya Kyle. You, did you have her on? She's a widow American sniper, Chris Kyle. She's one of my good friends. You should definitely have her on, but, um, why don't, why don't, why don't you get me her and you? All right. And, and, and let's do my podcast. Oh, let's do it. That would be fun. She's hilarious. And she's never allowed. She's never like, nobody wants to, talk to Taya Kyle. They all want to talk about the American sniper, you know, Chris Kyle, like nobody's really given her the room was, to just be Taya. Huh? It's funny that, that how small the world is. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to somebody and I'll say, you've heard of Chris Kyle. They're like, uh, Chris Kyle. I'm like, yeah, you know, the American sniper. They're like, Oh yeah. Right. And I say, I say, you know, he was the, he was the number one sniper over there. Do you know why he was the number one sniper? And they'd say, why? And I'd say, because I wasn't over there. <laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean any disrespect towards Chris, obviously. But what I mean is, in other words, like, what a freaking cool dude. What a cool job. Now, people say, man, you get trauma and whatnot. Look, I might have played too much Call of Duty. But if I'm a sniper in the military yeah. and my job is to freaking take out and eliminate threats and targets i'm gonna do it yeah and i'm gonna do I it with bet. no hesitation like is that crazy or something am i nuts i mean i think all successful people and all passionate people have to be nuts to some degree right but it's the good kind of nuts there's like fucking loony two nuts and there's people call me crazy my whole family thinks i'm crazy um but if you were sitting I there stopped. if you were sitting there somebody's in your in your scope that's walking towards your your team your right. people and they've got a bomb and you can snipe them and, right. and your people say, would you hesitate? No, because, and that's how he put it too. He's like, I wasn't thinking about the life I was taking. I was thinking about the lives I was saving. He's like, there was no, right. there was no room. Like, and I would in, in a heartbeat, like I, I discovered the fight or flight in myself as well. And I know that it's not going to be pretty. It may not even be effective, but I will fight you until I fucking die. If you're coming after something I love. Right. Um, and I have learned that in the literal sense for me. So I think that's, I think that's the mindset people got to tap into. And when you're in Chris Kyle's position, 
But you could talk to Tay about that too. Uh, and Dude, that was, I mean, again, that was a great movie. I, I'd love to interview her. I mean, I don't uh, see, I don't, I don't know what to say around when people, you know, like your husband was murdered, flat out murdered. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe it either. And that's honestly, that's when I first learned. I remember the um, dude, the major came to my house the next day. And this was a guy that Lou, Lou was my husband. He was a guy that Lou knew and looked up to and I had met before. And I was like trying to wrap my mind around. I'm like, what do you mean another soldier killed him? Like soldiers don't kill other soldiers. Lou and I had just watched a case from start to finish, Hassan Akbar in 2003 through grenades and tents um, of his of his unit and shot the guys running out uh, and two of them died. And so we had watched that case front to start. And that guy, Hassan Akbar, had just been convicted like a month or two before my husband was killed. So it was like crazy that I was watching this happen with him. But I was like, other than that, soldiers don't kill other soldiers. Right. And the major sat there next to me and he laughed. He threw his head back and laughed at how naive I was. And that is how I learned that there are assholes everywhere, that not everybody's held to this thing. Like that was my, that was my lesson. Like that was where my lesson began that day when the major laughed, it was like game on. And from there on, it just got crazier. Right. Um, And so Taya, I can connect with because, you know, her husband was also murdered. So we got that whole like dark humor stuff going on. And yeah. And she was my mentor and her mentor. We go back and forth. But I also reached out to the widow of the one of the soldiers who was killed in the case that my husband and I watched start to finish. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be a widow, go to a military court martial. I went to Kuwait for the first hearing. Um, I was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And I need to find somebody who does. So I was able to get in touch with the widow who had just gone through exactly what I'd gone through. And she was able to mentor me through. Like there's a mentor for every situation you're in, every situation you're in. So I had her mentor me through that court martial process, like this, what you can expect. So there's more of us out there than you think, but yeah, Taya is great. You'll love her. You'll, you'll have a good time. Well, any, any, any way I can help you just, you know, again, let me know, obviously, uh, you know, I got a little bit of a reach growing on Instagram and whatnot. So if you have an event or you have that event, you know, we'll talk about it on the podcast, just send me something, I'll share, I'll share it out. I'll do what I can to bring attention to patriotism because again, again, to be patriotic to me means that you that you love and protect the country. Well, you should, no matter who's in it. That's my whole point. Like with yes. the kneeling and all that crap. Look, you're kneeling for people, not a country, man. You, you got to love the country and protect it to be patriotic. And, and that's why anybody that is not patriotic, like you're, you're against a, a, an idea or a or a group of people or people you're not against the whole damn country folks. Yeah. Protect the country. We want to protect the country and everybody listening to this obviously is on the same thought wave. It's, it's the people not listening to this that I'm actually talking to. It's like, why don't people get it? Like, dude, it's not that hard to figure out. It's like unbelievable. And you know, it just dawned on me. I'm saying a lot of this shit, trying to reach the people who wouldn't even be listening to this show. I know. I know. Everybody listening to the show, they're like freaking, they totally already buy into this shit. How do we get all the people that are out there stupid to listen? Like it's By, un- probably, probably we have to cut, stop calling them stupid. No, no, no. Before, before they'll come to the table with us. <laughs> no, nope, it's stupid. A buddy of mine. No, but buddy, I hear you. I know. I mean, out loud, right? Hey, listen, a buddy of mine, 
came to me the other day. We're talking. And uh, he found out that his son was gay. And he kind of asked me if, if I was, if I'd be willing to employ the son. And I'm like, well, sure. And he said, you know, he was asking cause he's gay. And I'm like, well, of course I'd employ your son if he's gay. Like, I don't care if you're gay or not gay. And I don't really care. Like I let everybody be themselves. I said, gay is not a disqualifier. And then so he goes, okay, cool. And I said, but being dumb, like a liberal is. <laughs> now, hey, I was just being funny because, again, there's there's smart people out there that might be labeled as a liberal. So I don't like labeling people. Like when we say they, you know, they're dragging people out of their cars. Who's they? Like liberals? I know. If no, you see a group no. of people, you're like, oh, know, look what they know, just I did. Know. I know, but I know like a bunch of liberals that, that are, are, you know, gullible as hell, but they're not dragging anybody out of their cars. Yeah, they're, they're good like, people. They're, like, they, hey, yep. they're Barb, they're like good people. They're just not that bright, right? <laughs> they're just a little gullible. That's all. But they're not dragging anybody out of their cars. Now there's Antifa and, 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 and all these groups that, that form who are all faceless and they are who they are, and they are destroying this town. And I don't understand how the government doesn't step in. Like, there's certain uh, governments that basically told the police to stand down. No. See, this right. is where we all have to stand up. No, 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 no. It ain't up to you if the police enforce the fucking law, you dipshit. The police enforce the law. You want to change the law? Go change the law. But you don't get to determine whether or not the police force protects the law. Guess what, dick face? I don't care who's elected. I don't care if you're governor. I don't care if you're president. You don't get to determine whether the police enforce the law. They enforce the law. Judges decipher it. Okay, there's a whole system in place, man. We don't, we're not refiguring this shit out. But there are cities where the police were told to stand down. And the police did it. And this is where it starts to make me just like I'm baffled. What police officer is going to enforce unjust, unconstitutional bullshit in this country? And a lot of them stood up and said, I'm not. Right. And then they get fired. Well, what about the ones that are? Well, if the ones that are enforcing it, well, what does that make them? And then how many of those are in the military? Meaning, let's say President Trump or President, see, I still wish it was Trump, but let's say old Biden freaking tells the the, the 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 National Guard to go do something. There's human beings in the National Guard, man. I, they're not all going to go out and do that shit, right. which means every, all of them that say, fuck you, I'm not doing it. They should go on one side. And then the other ones that will do it, they go on another side. And guess what we have here real quick? Fucking civil war again. Fucking civil war again. <laughs> yeah. And maybe sometimes yeah. that's what needs to take place. But that would be scary. Now we're talking scary. Now like, can, you imagine, can you imagine yeah. if like anarchy broke out and there was fucking civil fucking war going on? Like what a nightmare. Right. But hey, history repeats itself. So you can't you can't you can't like put anything. As Nothing's an off the table. Yeah. Nothing is off the table at this point. But I you think got, the more that we just up. 
<laughs> but I think the more that we just sit back and say, ah, oh, I can't do anything anyway. Well, then you want to guarantee that this happens and let's do nothing. Like me personally, I would rather if she's going to come to my door and I'm not going to be able to stop it anyway, I'd at least like to know I tried, you know, that's it for me. I don't mind going like being taken. I mean, I mind being taken out. Right. But I'm going to, you're going to have to fight me for it kind of thing. And I at least need to know that I, that I did my best. Like I did my part. So if, if, but if I do nothing, then I can't blame anyone else. Right. But if I, if I at least try, it's like American snippets is like putting a book out. It's like all the other things I've done. If I fall and a lot of times I do so publicly, I don't even care anymore. I'm like, at least I'm fucking trying asshole. Like, so you know, that's it. Like, I'd rather try. I'd rather be a part of the convention of states and try to get 34 states together to ratify it. Who cares? What's the worst that happens if we don't succeed? Right. At least we we tried. And I think that's as important uh, <coughs> in current life and and for history too to to teach people. At, at least we tried, you know, like all the people at the Underground Railroad, they smuggled slaves out and they tried. They didn't end all slavery themselves, but they they made a difference. Right. Everything you do makes a little bit of difference in it. I just think that's where we're at. Everybody has to do what they can. And you're doing your thing. We're doing our thing. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing more things. You've inspired me. You get, I was getting a little bit, I was getting a little bit, you know, lackadaisical with it. You know why? Because again, I see people get silenced on social media, meaning they just get clipped. By the way, I don't make my money on social media, thankfully. So I get to say whatever the fuck I want to say. Right. Cause I don't care if you stop buying my product cause I don't have one for you to purchase. That's relying on social media. Right. So at the end of the day, I'm less afraid of saying what I believe or promoting someone like you. That's not saying what everything, you know, that's popular. Why? Cause here's what I firmly believe. Even if it's not popular, you keep, you keep saying what you believe and pretty soon you're going to look around and see yourself surrounded by by the people that do, you know, right. support it. And that's where you're supposed to be. So, so you, so you be true to yourself and you freaking stand up for yourself and you say what you believe and that's the best you can be. Now, when it comes to, am I, cause people always ask, you know, assume that I'm like conservative. Like, wouldn't you assume that I'm totally conservative? No, actually maybe if I didn't go underneath the surface, because I've, I researched you and I said, and I heard your position and you're not either. I'm actually registered independent. Right. But I think because I couldn't sign on the dotted line to either one, I think you're similar in that sense, but I think by yeah, definition, I'm com- yeah, I'm a common sense person. Right. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a, right. I'm a, Hey, common sense guy. Like, I don't know if it's right or if it's left, or I don't know what the left are saying and what the right are saying. Here's what I know, you know, simple shit. Like, should there be term limits? Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, somebody, yes. now somebody says, well, that makes you a liberal. Well, then I guess I'm a liberal. Right. You know, there should be term <laughs> limits. Why? Because yeah. it would stop all this backdoor fucking criminal right. bullshit. And by the way, your husband was murdered, Barb, because of fucking crime. Someone was stealing and they didn't want to get caught. They're freaking. Right. That was a that was criminal shit going on. Dude, look, at the end of the day, if 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 we all cop the attitude I had earlier in the episode. <laughs> we're going to have less of an impact and, and we're more in danger of losing our, I don't even know, is it is the word democracy? In other words, right. the freedoms. Right. We can't afford to lose these freedoms. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, get more 
vocal. So if I can help you guys, let me know. Cause I do, I do want to, I, I do want to promote patriotism. Um, you know, I like to hear everybody's side of things though, Barb, like, like, do you think Trump's coming back? Do the snippeteers think that Trump the is coming back? I, pr- I would say probably some of them do. I personally don't think he's coming back. And honestly, here you go. Now I'll get in trouble for this. I don't know if he himself should come back. Right. I don't know if that's the solution. Well, who else is? I mean, DeSantis would be the natural. Uh, Again, now, I'd love I think, for DeSantis but, to run for president. I'd vote for DeSantis. Yeah, for right? sure. But guess yeah. what? You want to, you want another curveball real quick? Sure. Our vote doesn't count. No, I'm in New York. My vote is never counted. Like well, my in New point York. is our, our vote doesn't count. When I started saying that, a bunch of freaking right-wingers were saying, bullshit, dude, talk like that's what gets us in trouble. And I'm like, no, like literally, if you look at the Electoral College, our vote doesn't count. You go vote however you want, and it doesn't matter, okay, because – you know who who elects the president and vice president of the United States? The people who count the votes. Nope. <laughs> the the media. electoral the electoral, electoral college. Yeah. Right. And again, this this I had to learn. I didn't know this. There could be people listening to this that don't know this. But when you vote, they're supposed to tally it all up and then tell the electorate what the majority was, and then they're supposed to vote that way but it is their vote there's only a few right. states where they have to do it that way but if they don't they just get fined and when someone says well they don't do that they don't do that look it up i forget what it's called but i know it yes, is called that there's a term for that and it's bothering the shit out of me i can't remember yes the and they do the they do vote yeah. the opposite way because guess what it's up to them you elected yeah. them to vote your vote literally doesn't yes. count it's crazy. And then here's another hack. And then I got to yeah. go. Here's a hack. And if we can get this to work, this is the seed, Barb. Me and you okay. should start this movement. If it. everybody just understands one thing, we've got the advantage over the government. You ready? Anytime any of us are required to do jury duty, just refuse to convict anybody. For, for the shit we don't care about. In other words, like, let's say, uh, you know, well, whatever it is, but the constitution says we're, we get a jury trial, right? So, so let's like, let's say the government was after you for some nefarious thing that we hear conspiracies about, right? Well, if everybody in the country just agreed that we're not going to convict anyone for that, even though the government won't change the law, if no jury in the world would convict on it, they won't take it to trial anymore. So there's, there's, there, there, there's the United again. So in order for that to actually be real, which would be, let's say use taxes as an example, let's say nobody wanted to pay taxes anymore. Well, they'll throw your ass in jail if you don't pay taxes. Well, not, not unless a jury agrees that you should have paid them and that, and that you go to jail. So for example, if we all got together as a country, a united group of individuals, we, the people, said, we're not doing that anymore. We all agree amongst ourselves. Okay. Anybody, if we're ever in in any trial and they're getting convicted for taxes, the answer is not guilty. Boom. Taxes would no longer be a thing and they couldn't enforce them. Why? Because we are protected a jury trial, aren't we? Well, guess what? That's not even always true. I'm well aware. Yeah. Um, So, so guess what guys, 
you guys listening to this podcast and, and, and you know, now you got me like thinking like, shit, what did I say? I got to think through this because I don't want to give anyone the wrong advice. Don't sit back and do nothing. Okay. I was, I was going down the road. This, what can you do? Like, whatever, just focus on winning and leave the rest of it to be, um, you've changed my mind, Barb. All right. I think, See? I think, and that's, I think now people go. should start a podcast, support a podcast, share this <laughs> podcast. See, and that's the power of conversations, right? Like that's, that's that's what I said. That's the power of conversations. You sold me, you convinced me, you closed me. You've, you've caused me to reconsider my position. That's powerful. It is. It is. And thank you for having this conversation with me. Really. Um, it's been pretty freaking cool for me. And even just watching you before this, I actually have been watching your content for a while. You always make me laugh. I'm like, Stu's freaking hilarious, but you also know your shit. And so I've learned, I've learned from you as well. So thank you for that. And if people want to connect with you, follow you, Brad, where can they go for, for all things Bradley? Uh, you know, bradley.com L E A. Okay, perfect. That's easy enough. And we'll throw links up. I put a little uh, article for each episode and we'll throw the links. YouTube, your YouTube. go to my YouTube, YouTube channel. Yeah. The YouTube channel. You just sit back, Pour yourself a glass of whatever it is your preferred beverage. Depends on the day and my beverage. And just watch your shit. Watch your shows. Um, super interesting. You get some wild people on there um, that just make you think, right? And that's that's cool. Um, it, instead of just binging on Netflix and stupid garbage, just dial, dial in some Bradley people. Brad, thank you. Thank you again so much. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right, everyone, was that an awesome episode or what? I'd like to personally thank you for being here today. I'd like to personally thank Brad Lee for sitting down with us as well. Uh, make sure you go to americansnippets.com forward slash newsletter to check out the show notes, the feature article. I'll also include some links there that you can use to follow Brad Lee on social, including a link to his website as well. If you got any value out of this episode, please leave us a five-star written review on iTunes. Uh, these reviews are super important in helping us grow our audience get higher up there in the podcast rankings, and most importantly, get these stories out there in front of more people because we're looking to make an impact. This is patriotism with a purpose. That's why we have the guests that we have on this show is to impact and inspire others to do more, to be more, and to have more. And that leads me to our Great American Syndicate because that's exactly what our community is all about, self, family, community, and country. We're looking to build a community of patriotic, freedom-loving Americans just like you. So if you want to check it out, go to greatamericansyndicate.com to learn more. And finally, we have our Great American Summit. This is our celebration of America, and it's coming to uh, Dallas, Texas, January 7th and 8th, 2022. If you want to learn more about all these things, make sure you visit americansnippets.com. Thanks so much for being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you really are. <music>